Oh, hello there. Welcome to Magic and Mice. For your safety, please keep your hands, arms, feet, legs, and earbuds firmly in place while the podcast is in motion. And do watch your children as the cast members do not watch their language. Thank you and have a pleasant day. The sun is low in the sky, casting a luminescent sheen across the facades lining Main Street, USA. A few attendees to the happiest place on earth are taking advantage of the golden hour and snapping selfies and asking passerbys to take family photos for them. But a majority are pressed together in the obscenely large crowd waiting to gain entrance to the rest of the park. Rope barriers have closed off everything from the Jolly Holiday Cafe to the Plaza Inn. If anyone has ever been able to attain early entry into the park, then you know exactly what this looks like. Only the shops on Main Street are open. It doesn't appear that they're letting anybody across the line, except that you can see other customers and park attendees behind the line, apparently just going about their day. I want you to imagine the doors on Black Friday at a big box store. Everybody's pressed up against these rope barriers, anxious to get in. You hear some people discussing what they're going to do once they get across, but there aren't a whole lot of people on the other side of the rope barrier is the point I'm trying to get across. There's a lot more people on your side of the rope barrier, and there's something in between them that you so far no one has seen yet. So Jordan and Alex have already met. They don't know each other super well, they just know that one another exists in the world and that they both happen to be visiting the park at the same time. I'm going to say that you are very close to each other in line. Um, let's see what, Sean, what is Martin Hobbs doing right I now? I would say uh, that Martin would probably just go in and I would head over to my favorite little smoothie stand near the entrance and begin to make conversation with Frank who runs the stand who I've known for like eight years now he's a great person okay so you get to the front of the line and the first thing you notice is that it's not Frank in fact it's somebody that you have never seen before um it's a new employee or maybe somebody that is on a different list or something. It, it, you've never met this person before. And they are running frantic, trying to get all the orders filled. It looks like they're the only person working behind the station. And there's a lot of people who've already placed their orders and they're just very busy. And it doesn't look like they're having a very good time. Specifically as a, um, like to work this in the way my character would, I think what I'm gonna try and do is when I get up to the front of the line, I'm gonna like read that name tag and try and like make a real impression by being one of those really nice customers who's like, hey, and identifies you by name. And probably I'd order a little uh, strawberry peach banana something off. How many, how, like, what are, like what's the weight? Hmm. Okay, so for the weight, um, actually, how about we have you roll for that? Ah, it's the first roll of the game. It's such a special moment. All right, so let's see. Um, How about you roll persuasion? Let's see if we can have you persuade her to make a smoothie a little bit faster than all the others. Wonderful. <laughs> okay, that did not go well. You okay. said it was persuasion? So you get up to the front of the line and you see that her name tag says... I got an 11, so maybe don't tell me. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. So I rolled a nat 20. <laughs> yeah, I was not going to win that. 
Okay, so what I think this translates to is she's just been so busy that her name tag has just fallen off and she hasn't noticed it yet. So you don't even know her name. Oh. And she looks at you and she goes, um, Hi, hi, are you ready to order? Oh, um, uh, well, hey, how's it going? It's, uh, how's the day? I, I don't mean to be rude, but there's 30 people in line behind you and I'm the only one here. So if you could order quickly, that'd be really great. Oh, okay, yes, yeah, yes, of course. Okay, okay, all right. I, I'll take a, a, a medium strawberry banana. Okay, let me just uh, type that in here and uh, you said a medium? Would you like to upgrade that to a large today? Um, sure. I'll go right It's here. It's just for a dollar more. You know what? Make it two and you can keep the others. Okay, awesome. All right. So with that, um, your total comes to two hundred and one dollar and ninety-nine cents. Um. That's commentary on expensive things in Disneyland. All right. Yeah, things are expensive. Okay, so, um, let's say okay. twelve dollars. Twelve dollars? I think twelve dollars sounds about right. I think twelve dollars sounds about right for Disneyland. Um, especially for a large. I reach Disneyland. into my fanny pack, pull out my wallet. I think I'm gonna have you roll for survival. Um, oh wait, no, no, you said you brought money with you to Disneyland. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Like, I did. uh, I didn't specify how much, so you can set a value if you want. So I'm gonna say you have a hundred dollars. I think a hundred dollars is an okay, pretty moderate amount to bring to Disneyland. Alright, so I'll go ahead and set it at 88 then after yeah, this purchase. Alright, so let's move on to Jordan. What did Jordan do once they entered the park? He goes to his locker and adds his new picture of his cats, Simon and Cowell, to uh, the collage that he's made inside of his locker, shuts it, locks it up, and continues over to the Matterhorn to see if anyone... He knows he's working today so they can explain to him what's going on. Hmm. Okay, so I'm trying to think. Um, I know that there's an underground system in Disneyland, and I'm trying to think of how it works. We can have them be closed, and that's fine. Yeah, I think we're going to say that they're closed for now. Or you run into an obstacle of some sort. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, I know. Uh, you close your You close your locker, and you see a sign that says... No Disneyland employees may use the underground tunnels on their day off. And I think that actually is a rule because I don't think Disneyland actually wants the employees to use the underground tunnel system. So Jordan sees that sign. Can I roll for it? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I'm just trying to think of what kind of a role this would be. Because I, I kind of imagine him being like, you know, uh, that Batman character Two-Face. Hmm. Just flipping the coin. Okay. okay, so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you make the decision for your character, and then I will try and come up with a role based on what that decision is. So whether or not your character decides to go and try and fight the crowds or try to sneak in underground through the tunnels, I'll let you make that decision. And then we'll roll based on sneakiness or uh, whatever other decision decides to show itself. Um... I'm going to decide to go for it. I guess I'll roll for persuasion. All right. I'm, I'm actually going to have you roll for stealth because I'm going to see if you can sneak in there undetected. And if um, you pass this roll, then you will. But if not, then I'm going to put some obstacles in your way and I'm going to roll this one to see. What die do I roll? Uh, go ahead and roll a d20, pretty please. So it's this one. The 
The multifaceted. Okay. Yes. Alright. I rolled an 8. Okay, and I rolled a 14, so that's a fail. And that's great, because that means I don't have to make another character sheet for a security guard. <laughs> You're good. You're good. You're- okay. Okay, so for the sake of time, I'm just going to say that you ran into somebody down in the tunnels who said, nah, uh, you need to go back upstairs and wait with everybody else, and so uh, you go to do that. Or they send you off to go do that. <laughs> actually, actually, as you were uh, walking on your way to go do that, you pass by Mr. Hobbs, who, let's say, uh, is still waiting for his... No, let's say you just got your smoothie. Hell yeah. And now, Alex. Alex, what do you do when you first walk into the park? Um, well, I would probably start heading towards the Matterhorn. Oh, okay, okay, um, hmm, okay, so, Alex is a conspiracy theory YouTuber. What is he going to the park to look at today? Is there a specific conspiracy theory that he's looking at to explore today at the park? He is, uh, trying to catch ghost in the haunted house. Yeah, Hunter Manson. That's what I meant to say. Okay, okay. So, um, let's say that as you're headed out, you pass by Jordan and Mr. Hobbs. Um, so Jordan, as soon as you are, uh, you got blocked from the, uh, the tunnels. Are you going back? Are you going to try and go the long way to the Matterhorn? Yes. Okay. And then Mr. Hobbs, um, what do you do after you get your smoothie? See, this is where my Disney <laughs> inexperience comes. Uh comes into play. Can you give me like a description of what I see in my immediate area? Okay, so let's say that you turn around and to your immediate left is the entrance slash exits to Disneyland. And then to your right is just a sea of people. So um, you're kind of in the middle of this crowd, but you're also sort of off to the side and you are closer to the rope barriers than both Alex and Jordan at this point, I'm going to say. I think I'll just jaunt over there. I'm always excited when there's new, uh, there's always, there's park attractions. I'm always excited to see what's in the works. Okay, so you're just going to mosey around waiting. I'm going to have everybody roll a perception check. <sighs> I almost 20 and then it tilted at the last minute. 12. 16. Not 20. Oh, you geez. suck, man. So Alex sees everything. Mr. Hobbs, I'm going to say that you're just, you're happy to be there. I got my smoothie. It's a beautiful day. Life is good. My fanny pack is ready to go. So for 16, Jordan, you see a fellow employee, a tall, strong looking man, and I'm going to have you roll for bond. And bond is something that I haven't explained yet. Um, Give me one second while I have you roll for Bond, and then I will explain what happens. It's the normal cube-shaped one, yes? Yes, yes, it's the normal cube. I got a two. Oh! Oh, a two! Two is great for me as a storyteller, because, um, let me just 
uh, read through the list here real quick, but I think, I think it too means he's not a Jordan fan, but, um, okay, so let me, uh, go through the list real quick and explain what bonds are. You're all gonna see a section on your character sheets that has, uh, lines for you to write down the names of any NPCs you happen to meet, as well as, um, I believe there's check mark boxes. I, I I hopefully wrote bond underneath it. I believe I did. This simply means that when you are introduced to a new NPC character, uh, you will roll a d6, and this will give us a little bit of a flavor when it comes to storytelling. Um, just when establishing what kind of a relationship you have with this NPC or what their first impressions of you are. Rolling a 1 starts you off at a negative 5, which means this person outwardly hates you with the burning intensity of a thousand suns. Rolling a 2 starts you off with a negative 3, which means this person inwardly hates you with the burning intensity of a thousand suns. Oh. Yeah. Sorry about that, MJ. Oh, man. Hey, you know, there may be a chance for your relationship to improve. A uh, three starts you off with a negative one, which means this person is mildly annoyed by you. A four starts you off with a zero, which means this person feels neutral towards you. Number five is a plus two, which means this person is a genial acquaintance with you. And six means you're instant BFFs. You get a plus five. And as we go on, I will add additional perks for different bond levels that you have. Um, I'll During your interactions, I'll say, hey, go ahead and add a plus one bond or minus one bond if you have a negative reaction. We'll, we'll figure this out as we go along. Okay, so Jordan, you and this person are unfortunately not on great terms. <laughs> what you do know is his name which is Travis. So go ahead and write Travis down on your bond sheet and um, Jordan. Go ahead and write Jordan. Uh, Travis down on your bond sheet, Jordan. Okay, Alex, with a nat 20. All right, so the first thing you notice about Travis is that he's alone. He's the only one in this area, um, the only one guarding it. The second thing you notice about him is that this guy is built. He goes to the gym at least six days a week. You know, he's he's buff. And now what do you do? You're there. You're, you see Travis. He's standing there with his arms crossed with the red rope barriers, minding his own business. So you see Travis look up at you and he, he squints. He doesn't quite recognize you at first and then he does. And when he does, he nods in your direction, acknowledging that you're there. But he, he's not, it's not a warm welcome. He's not smiling or anything. Hey, uh, Travis. Hi, Jordan. Uh, have you seen John around anywhere? <clears throat> no. You're the only one working today? So, uh, um, how about those Ted Bundy tapes on Netflix? <laughs> that's, a uh, that's... That's a great show, isn't it? What a macabre start. Actually, I'm a Catholic and we don't have a TV. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. I don't either. I just have a laptop. So, uh, why'd you come here on your day off? Didn't they send you a message? I got no message. All hands on deck? Who sent well, the message? Becky. From HR? Well, I guess a bunch of people 
Bonvolt no-shows, so they uh, called the few reliable people they knew would show up. Jordan does not like the insinuation that he is unreliable. Maybe someone else should try talking to Travis, because with a negative two, there's not a whole lot I can do. I, I, I was going to say, um, I walk, started walking up uh, during this conversation and heard the end of it. So he sees you start to walk up to the rope barriers, and he goes, Nope, uh, nope, 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 sir, I'm going to need you to back away from the rope barriers. Alright, I'm going to go ahead, can I try to use my let me speak to the manager ability? Ooh! Now let me go to my buff list so I can remember what that does. Yeah. Just as a reminder from the last episode, the perks can be used anytime within reason. So I'm going to grab a d20 and real quick to the person who has actually DM'd before and who knows this game better than I do, Sean What's a saving throw real quick, and how do I calculate so that? So a saving throw is basically whenever um, some other character outside force tries to do something to you. Sometimes okay. it's an attack, or sometimes it is something as simple as like an attempt at persuasion or something like that. And where would I find that number? Yeah, DC stands for difficulty class. So basically you want to just think of the basic D&D scale where like one is totally inept, 20 is like the best a human could ever do, and 10 is like super average. Um, based on what you, the DM, feel like how difficult this task is. Oh, would so be, I make that number? Yeah, you set oh, that cool. number yourself. And then I have to roll, and if I meet it or beat it, then I'm successful at either avoiding the danger or doing the thing. Or whatever. I'll give you a hint. You've got a pretty good chance here, bud. All right, so in character. <laughs> I'm going to approach this gentleman, and I, I think I'll say that I've kind of taken note of the vibe that's being given okay, off by this, this like young, young Instagram star person. So okay. the young Institute star. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try and take that tack, and I'm going to walk up and be. Uh, I'm just going to be like, "Oh, hey, hey! Now listen here, sir. Look, look here. This uh, this young fellow is quite the promoter. Uh, we know there's some kind of large event happening here today, and I believe Walter in public relations actually called him in." Uh, for this event. So uh, can you just clear the way and let us through, please? It's probably actually more a deception than a persuasion, but... Um, wow! Yeah! That was great! <laughs> that was really... Um, I'm definitely going to have you roll for deception, but I think you've got a pretty good shot here. Okay, yeah. My uh, persuade. My deception is actually one less than my okay, persuasion. Okay, yeah, that's so fine. Um, okay, yeah, so go ahead and roll, and you did okay for your perception roll, right? No, wait, hold on. Yeah, you got a, you got a 12, right? I got it. Yeah, I haven't rolled above 12 yet this whole match. Okay. Oh! Oh, is that telling for what you just rolled? Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna call that a nine. A nine, huh? Okay, so you just barely beat me. So let me think about what this means. He's like real suspicious, but... Okay, so Travis looks at you, and then Travis looks at Mr. Hobbs, and he says, <clears throat> Are uh, the two of you here together? I'm just gonna look at the, the guard and say, Sure, let's, let's go with that one. I'm gonna let you talk at this one and just... Try and like make it like a more natural conversation. I'm just gonna sit so there. So just to be clear, you are telling me the DM this, not Travis, right? Yeah, I'm telling this okay. to you. Like I'm just gonna kind of be there. I'm just gonna be there, silent, and kind of just turn and look. Okay, so I think I'm gonna have Alex for roll for. Um, 
Let's do persuasion, because I think he believes you as far as you were sent from HR. In fact, I think he goes, <clears throat> well, I was told pretty specifically I wasn't supposed to let anybody pass these lines. We are short-staffed today, like ridiculously short-staffed. And I, you know what? I'm pretty sure HR doesn't want to do anything with the parks looking like this. And when you look behind him, you see litter on the ground, which is something that is unheard of in Disney. Okay, so go ahead and roll for persuasion. Let's see where this leads well, you. Well, I rolled an at 20 again. Well, my persuasion is minus three, so 17. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. You rolled a nat 20. That means that's a success no matter what. So you don't minus any points or whatever. That's an automatic success. So I think, oh, oh, this is going to be good. I think this is exactly what happens. So Travis takes a moment and he looks at you. He really looks at you and he goes... Alex? Hold on. Alex? Star Alex? Are you Star Alex? <laughs> yes. Holy shit! My four-year-old daughter watches you all the time! She loves you! I am honored. Awesome. Dude, can I get like an autograph or a selfie? This sure. will make her whole day! I'm always happy to take selfies with fans. Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and get you on the other side of this line here. Uh, come on, come on. Thank you, thank you, kind sir. <laughs> So he waves, <laughs> he waves Alex and Mr. Hobbs over. He opens up the rope barrier and waves you past everyone else. <laughs> so Jordan, how is Jordan feeling about all this? Jordan is just short of mouth agape and just shock for how ridiculous that just ha just was. However, uh, Jordan decides that it's probably a good idea to clock in, sort of. So I think there actually is a port where you were with your locker. Um, I, I want you to roll perception for me real quick, and this is a this is a, a retroactive one, so this is for something that happened in the past. Fourteen. Okay, so when you were in there earlier you noticed that it looked like it was broken. And it didn't look like it was an accident. It looked like it had been done on purpose. I just want to remind you that you can use your buffs. And um, real quick, Mr. Hobbs, uh, sorry, Sean, real quick, would you mind um, marking on your spell sheet that uh, you, you can't use your buff until, let's say until your smoothie is done. What is Jordan going to try and do? Hang on, I've, I have an idea. Jordan puts his hands in his pockets and walks up and saunters up to Travis and says, in a very low voice, I heard about the memo from Sarah, Becky's boss. Sarah sent me here to look like I'm not on the clock, but Sarah's been keeping track of my hours. Sarah's making sure that the people that are on the clock today are doing what they need to do. But in order for me to get in and observe what I need to observe, I need to get in. He nods. I'm assuming you know who your boss is and who your boss's boss is. I'm not going to make you roll to see if you know all that. I, I, this is, you, you know that. Okay, so I'm going to have you roll for deception because I don't think she called you in today. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a 19. Yep, that did it. <laughs> yeah, uh, he had a 17, but I think it was a minus one because, um, yeah, surprisingly, he's not the most charismatic character. Um, 
there. So he looks at you and he's unsure for a moment. He's thinking about it, but he eventually he steps aside and he lets you he lets you in as well. And he just looks at you as you pass and he goes, "Just keep your nose clean, kid. Keep your nose okay, clean." Okay, whatever. And it's hilarious that he calls you kid because he's 38 and he's yeah, 2 years. But that's fine because I have very I have very young looks, so he probably thinks you're like half his age. All right. So all three of you are on the other side of the line, and you have just solved your first puzzle. Yay! You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at MNM Dismayland, and you can email us dismaylandpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much, and tune in next week to hear more. Oh, just, just to let you know, look, it came in. It came in. <laughs> Yay. MJ has dice now. MJ has real dice now, and they're in a Hufflepuff bag, because I'm a Hufflepuff. Also, they're purple, because I'm asexual, and this is great. Yay.